Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com. This is St. Louis on the Air from St. Louis Public Radio. I'm Elaine Cha. It's a soy de San Luis City. It's a sentimiento que no puedo parar. So it's talking about, uh, like, I'm from St. Louis City, and this is a huge feeling I can't stop. Supporter groups are almost synonymous with soccer, so it should come as no surprise that St. Louis, which finally has a major league soccer team, now boasts several supporter groups, people united by their love of the sport and an ultra-fan commitment to rallying around St. Louis City SC. Among those groups, STL Santos stands out as one of the few that's run almost entirely by Latina or Hispanic women in the region. It's also the only one, as far as I know now, that chants and hashtags in Spanish, Juntos por City. Now, here to talk about STL Santos and what makes it unique, we have Isabel Diaz, Vice President of STL Santos Board of Directors and Chair of their Events and Marketing Committee. Hello. Hi, thank you for having us. And Patricia Patti Sanchez de Andre, Percussion Committee Chair. Hello to you, too. Hi, thanks for having us. And bienvenidos to you both. Gracias. So, STL Santos, what is it? Isabel? Okay, so it's a supporter group uh, that is starting 2022. At the beginning, we weren't sure we wanted to be a full-blown supporter group, but um, mostly at the beginning, what we wanted to do was uh, to be able to share with our community information about San Luis City SC in Spanish because we identified there was a gap mm-hmm. in information from the club and from other supporter groups. So a lot of uh, people in our community wasn't uh, aware of what was happening, but wanted to be part of it. And what does STL Santos translate to in English? Uh, so Santos means saints, which uh, is a way to uh, have relation with the name of the city. Oh, I so see. So Santos is saints, but also that name came from up to of our founders, Francisco and Carlos. Mm-hmm. Uh, they used to go and see uh, San Luis FC, which was another team that they used to support. And they would wear a luchador mask. And Francisco's father was a Mexican wrestler, too. Oh, okay. So we were like, what is a word that will be catchy and easy to pronounce? Uh, El Santo was one of one of bi- like biggest uh, pop culture in Latin America and also very famous in the United States. Mm-hmm. But also Santo is Saint from St. Louis. So I was like, this is perfect because it's catchy. People will remember right. it. Right. It's a natural sort yeah. of fit. Now, in the world of soccer or football, as it's known for most of the rest of the world, what is a support group, Patti? A support group is a group of individuals that are very passionate about um, soccer in this case. And they're the group that rallies, that sits in the supporter section, which in our stadium is standing room only, and we chant and we cheer on the team. 
So you're really there just to, to be standing and moving the whole time? Yes, and chanting, giving giving the team that power and push that they need during the game. Mm-hmm. And apart from maybe the, the language that you're using, is there any other way that your support group is different from others that are in that section? Yes. So there are several support groups, and I do belong to several, but Santos, um, I've belonged with Santos for about a month, maybe, uh-huh. and um, or, or a little less. But um, different support groups have different roles, and ours is focused on the Latin American community, the Hispanic community. A lot of what we do is in our language, which is different than some of the other groups. Mm-hmm. How did the two of you meet one another, and who's the first to get to Estel Santos? Uh, so uh, I met all of the founders of Santos. So it was seven people who started the group. Uh, we used to get together to, we follow soccer, and we used to get together for many years to watch games. And that's how, like, we knew we were Latinas and we like soccer and want to be part of this and how we're going to get people involved because we know everybody wants to know about this. Mm-hmm. And then um, a few, like, right before the season started, uh, as part of the Santos committee, I went to this rehearsal before the first game uh, because we we have, like, uh, these instruments called morgues with they use for like carnivals and stuff, and we wanted to bring them to the stadium. Oh. So they like come to our rehearsal because there's already a group called Floor the Noise, which is the instrumental group mm-hmm. that supports St. Louis and SC. So we went in Browden just to check it out and see how we can be part of that too. And then I saw Patty there. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I got super excited because I was like, there is another Hispanic woman here. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey. And she came and talked to me. And I was like, you have to be with us. Like, you have to give me your contact. Because- so you recruited her, basically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and were you ready to be recruited at that time? Well, when I joined Florida Noise, you know, I was really excited to be part of the music that would help give energy to the supporter section and you know, having a musical background, I was really excited about that. But I didn't realize that Santos existed until we had an event outside the stadium to teach the community about our chants. And when I discovered them and I discovered that they also had drummers, I was really excited because something that I did notice that was missing from those chants were we had a Spanish chant, but there really was a lot from the Hispanic community that was missing in that. Mm-hmm. And there's a large community here that supports Hispanic community that supports soccer and and it was a really great way to try and connect the two. So you mentioned music. So you are a drummer, Patty? I uh, I studied flute when I was when I was young. So I have a musical background. You know, I also did a little bit of piano and guitar, but flute was my main instrument and when I came to St. Louis, actually, I, I went to Wash U and I had a friend who started a, a drum line there for their their football team mm. and said, hey, we need anyone that can read music and we have drums, we have everything. And I, I joined a drum line at Wash U for a semester and I thought, well, that's done. I'll never do that again. But then when I discovered Florida Noise, I yeah. asked if, if I could join and, and they welcomed me and I've been learning. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that I did here Um, When it comes to other people who are rallying around St. Louis SC um, is the toasted ravioli man. And (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
Avery Rogers, our producer, says that Estia Santos recently hung out with with this dude. So w- what was that about? <laughs> so we were thinking, uh, well, it kind of like everything happened organically, but uh, we wanted, we have a lot of people that are not necessarily Latinos that want to hang out in our tailgate parties. We always have a DJ playing music and trying to get bring the fiesta and get everybody dancing. But they don't, a lot of people don't know how to dance it, so they're embarrassed. So we were like, what we can do? So we brought up the people from the Salsa Congress to teach anyone who wanted to join how to dance salsa last Saturday before the home game. And it, I knew it was going to be a toaster ravioli thing, like the theme. And I was like, well, it doesn't hurt to ask him because he, what if we pair toasted ravioli with salsa instead of marinara? So we asked him, and he thought it was amazing, and he showed up, and it was it was a lot of fun. There was a lot of people learning how to dance salsa. We have a blast. It was amazing, yeah. I definitely would rather have ravioli with uh, with salsa from my part. Um, so is Estio Santos then, is it for everyone, Patti? It is. Okay. It is for everyone. Majority of the group is Spanish-speaking, but we have a lot of people who are who appreciate our culture and want to be there. And a lot of our publication media is is bilingual. Mm-hmm. Now, with the chanting itself, how important is chanting to soccer support groups, Isabel? It is, uh, I, I will say it's a big part because it's like an outlet for us to let our passion and all of our emotions to come out, especially, I will say, um, in the soccer community, in with people like the Latino community, in, in, it's a very traditional thing to do that we grew up learning with our parents. And it's a way like to let them know we support them and that they have like, we're right there for them, like listen to us. We're here, so remember that you're playing to, for the city and for your supporters too. Now we have a sample of one of your chants that you did before last week's game. So- so this one is in Spanish. Can you repeat it for us, Isabel? Yes, so it says, Ole, 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 ola, ole, 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 cada día te quiero más. And then it says, Soy de San Luis City. Es un sentimiento que no puedo parar. So it's talking about, uh, like, I'm from St. Louis City, and this is a huge feeling I can't stop, I can't contend. Mm-hmm. So it's basically what it says. It's a very also uh, fame adapta- adaptation that we made from a, a very traditional uh, chant for mm-hmm. soccer in Latin America. But oh. we make an adaptation for St. Louis okay. City. And it was really important for us because... On Saturday, the people uh, from Floor the Noise decided to learn it uh-huh. and sing it with us. So before the march to the stadium, they gathered everybody outside the stadium and tried to teach non-Spanish speakers. And we also sang it inside the stadium. And that was a very exciting moment for us. Mm-hmm. It was, I think it was a beautiful moment for us. I yeah. was very happy. How did you feel about that in that moment? And, and were you there? I was not there at that game. I wasn't. Mm. Well, I was at that game, but um, with my family. So I didn't join the the group that day. But I did hear about it, 
And I saw all the videos. We have a chat going, and it's really exciting to see it. But I have been able to practice that song with Santos. So they also practice their chants and welcome anyone to come and, and learn them and play with them. And so um, the energy, even in, in the practice, is really exciting. And then we did a joint practice with Florida Noise prior to that game. And it was also very exciting to combine both cultures for both to come together and, and learn that. It's great to hear that there's community sort of happening in different ways. We have another chant, and this one is in English. So that one is a familiar tune. It's Twisted Sister, right? Uh, the song, We're Not Going to Take It. I remember seeing those videos when I was a kid. <laughs> no, Patti, you're heavily involved in the percussion side of things. What do you do during these chants? So I personally focus on the bass drum. So within Florida Noise, we have several instruments that are traditional and marching bands and, and a drum line. And uh, because I'd had a little bit of experience with, with bass drum, I play a bass drum. And I haven't played on any of the Santos instruments yet. Well, I've practiced with them, but not, <laughs> not in the stadium yet. And what is it that the percussion committee does? So we work with what are called capos. The capos are the ones that are in front at the bottom of the stands, yelling those chants, guiding, guiding and motivating the supporter section you know, in the next chant, and also feeding off of their energy and, and maybe staying longer with one chant or changing to what what the supporter section is feeling in that moment. So it, it's really um, taking cues from the public. Mm -hmm. And then the percussion group is the music, the beat to those songs. And because it's so loud, the acoustics in that stadium really allow that sound to travel and you can hear it in other sections of the stadium. We're talking about Estial Santos and what makes this supporter group unique. And we're speaking with Patti Sanchez de André, who's the percussion committee chair, and Isabel Diaz, vice president of STL Santos board of directors and the chair of their events and marketing committee. Now, as far as what the STL Santos group does, it's not just about what is going on during rehearsals or what is happening um, when you're in the stadium. There's work that you're doing on behalf of the community, right? Isabel, can you tell me a little bit about that, about the community work that you all are involved with? Yeah, so something very important is we're just not, obviously we love soccer and we're involved with everything related to the games with St. Louis CDC and the support section, but um, we're also a nonprofit. And we all, we are always looking uh, for ways to give back to our community and see how can we impact our community and help it grow. So we make raffles and during our events, especially our tailgate parties, um, 
people donate and with all those donations and profits uh, we generate, we donate to different organizations that uh, help Hispanic community. And I think it's a win-win because we're not only being able to donate, but also people in our community are finding out about these organizations they can benefit from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, for the first month, we've been doing this officially for a month because the season starts in um, March. Uh, we support uh, the MICA project that helps low-income immigrants with their um, attorneys and rep- legal representation. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. We were uh, able to donate over $1,400 for that month. But also, we had so many people coming back to us and be, I didn't know about this. And mm-hmm. do you have the contact? Because I might benefit from what they're doing. And this month of April... Uh, we are supporting the St. Louis Crisis Nursery, uh, and Patty has a lot of information about it. I know you want to jump in and tell mm-hmm. about it a little bit yeah. more. Yeah, talk about that a little bit. Yeah, so I'm on the board for the St. Louis Crisis Nursery, and I was really excited. I was about to tell Santos, hey, we should consider them since we're supporting Latinos in the in the community. And um, the St. Louis Crisis Nursery serves kids 0 through 12 that are at risk of abuse and neglect, but they also have a specific program for um, that's called the Latinx Outreach Program, and they serve about 700 to 800 families that are immigrants and need help in their language and that have children that could also be at risk of neglect and abuse. And um, the Usually they have families, or lately they've had families from uh, Colombia, and now they're having a lot of families from uh, Nicaragua and and Venezuela arriving. Mm -hmm. And I think that gets to something that is um, interesting and salient about STO Santos, and that is that it draws people from all over, not just from one country and not necessarily just from one region. Um, there's a, an excellent representation of different Spanish speakers and cultures. Um, and I understand that each of you, you do not come from the same place. Patti, where are, where are you from? <laughs> and what is your you know, Latino or Hispanic heritage? So I grew up in South Texas. My family is from Mexico, but growing up in the States, I did grow up in an area that was predominantly Hispanic. And my culture, even though I grew up in the United States, was quite unique in that everywhere you go, the default language is Spanish Mm -hmm. and people are bilingual. Uh, And coming up here to to St. Louis, I met a lot of Hispanics from all over. And our cultures are very different. Even, you know, I didn't grow up going to soccer games in Mexico. You know, I grew up in this, I went to a lot of football games in, you know, Texas and, you know, was in the marching band going to those games. And it's been really neat to learn from other Latin countries. And, and it's funny, even in our chats, sometimes I hear words and phrases, phrases that I don't recognize because it's something that's not said in, in Mexico or sometimes the same word has different meanings in different countries, Latin American countries. Right. And it's encouraging to me to see native other native speakers say, hey, you used this phrase. What does that mean? <laughs> um, so I'm glad I'm not the only one. Yeah. So there is learning that's happening inside as well. Isabel, what is your background? So I was born and raised in Colombia. 
Yeah. <laughs> and how long have you been in, in St. Louis? Uh since 2016. I can, I was in St. Louis before uh, for a couple of years and left and then come back in 2016 and stay. St. Louis has been, uh, has been really good to me and I love the city for sure. Now, for each of you, what do you think Estelle Santos adds to St. Louis? Well, I will say we have a lot to add to St. Louis, uh, but I think we do the things with a lot of like passion and we want to have fun in the process like we obviously want to do things that matter but we also want the people to have a space to express themselves and have fun and, and show people what they want and the, the diversity of our people our traditions and showing St. Louis that there is an Hispanic a big Hispanic community here. I think I think people don't know, and maybe people people think there is just uh, the Mexican community, but we have people in our group from Venezuela, Bolivia, Ecuador, Guatemala. So I think it's it's it's, it's opening that door and having a a place to uh, display that, like how big and how rich our community is, and getting people to learn about us and be part of it. Everybody's welcome to Santos. You don't have to be a Spanish speaker. Well, thank you both for joining us today. Isabel Diaz and Patti Sanchez de Andre, both members of STL Santos, as well as other groups too, and very much part of the St. Louis fabric. This month, STL Santos is collecting donations for St. Louis Crisis Nursery, a local nonprofit with a Latinx outreach program that works to meet the specific needs of Spanish-speaking families. On April 29th, STL Santos will dedicate their tailgate party to the Crisis Nursery. It will be held before the game from 3 to 6 p.m. behind Befa's STL. Vamos City! Today's episode was produced by Avery Rogers. Audio engineering and podcast design by Aaron Dorr. Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. Our podcast proudly supports St. Louis artists by using music from Life Creative Group. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thanks. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com.